Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. Yes, and I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively. When I'm not releasing music under my own name, or my side project, Midnight Soundtrack, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists. Speaking of which, if you'd like me to produce your next album or song, just get in touch. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and Patreon as my name, Marcio Novelli. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> and uh, on the subject of Patreon, we have made some pretty significant updates to our Patreon page, and we invite you to become an official patron of the show to help things grow and go. Yes. <laughs> that didn't quite work. But hey. <laughs> it sounds good. Perks include early access to content, of course, sponsored ads at the end and now at the start of our shows, as well as your chance to co-host an episode alongside us. I was going to say your two favorite co-hosts, but I don't want to be presumptuous. Although, I mean, we hope that you're, we are your favorite co-hosts. I always dig myself into like kind of a hole in this one. You know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, and you're what? you're still you're still. Yeah, digging. I know. I do it on purpose, though. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, yeah. even for me to watch myself dig myself out. You know what I mean? Mm. Whatever turns you on. And we've also got some official BTA shirts available to purchase on our website. Marcio and I, quote unquote, model them on uh, on oh, every episode. Yes, totally. um, they're well, available in seven different colors. There's a link to get them in our show notes. So go and get them. And uh, make sure to use the coupon code BTA Rocks, whether you agree with the statement or not. Uh, you mm-hmm. will receive 10% off your, your purchase as our little way of saying thank you. Yeah, and uh, if you're watching the video portion, the web show version of Bridge Atlantic's interviews here, you'll see that we're matching in our white shirts, and that's not on purpose, I swear. There are some times that I actually message Ross, I'm like, what color are you wearing? I don't want to wear the same color. But today we did not, we did not um, we didn't communicate coordinate. or coordinate. No. Communicate or coordinate. Um, no. Anyways, lastly, before we uh, start telling you about who the awesome person is that we have on the show today, I do want to say that I just released my brand new acoustic EP, The Reimagining Volume 1, and you can listen to it anywhere that you like to download or stream music. Um, I strongly encourage you to share it with everyone you know and just help spread the love uh, so uh, I can make more music for everyone. Joining us this week is Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter Troy Irons. Troy is currently signed to Def Jam Records, and in 2016 she released her acclaimed Turbulence EP, brimming with self-reflective lyrics and instantly catchy choruses, and I was actually listening to it all morning as I was prepping for this interview, and it is awesome. As well as writing for herself, Troy also writes and produces for other artists and directs music videos. Look at this. Looks like we have some things in common. We're excited to hear more about her career so far and the advice she'd offer to her fellow musicians. So, welcome to the show, Troy. Hey, hey. How you doing? Hey, Marcio. I'm good. How are you guys? Not too bad. I'm uh, I'm, I'm the Canadian half of the show, like I was telling you, you know, in the show prep and... Uh, 
Ross is the Scotland half, and you are mm-hmm. tuning in or, or Skyping in, or should we say phoning in? I don't know. What else can I say? Um, phoning in from Los Angeles. Zooming in, beaming fancy. in, beaming in. We were talking oh, about in, you like possibly that. being a cyborg So um, yes. before yeah. the interview here. So, I mean, maybe you're beaming in. That actually makes the most sense. Well, we can't say that on camera, you guys. We need to keep that on the download. That's true. That's true. Sorry. I'm phoning in. That's true. You're phoning (laughs) in. That's right. So um, because I'm awkward, I want to make you feel awkward. So can you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know? Yes. Okay. Uh, My dream car is a hearse because of Harold and Maude. Like, I definitely want to be like 70 and like borderline deathbed. And all my grandkids are like worried as hell but i'll just like drive up in the hearse anyways just to mess with them uh so that's number one uh number two i wrote these down because i don't know anything about myself unless i think oh i wear surgical masks on planes because people are gross and they don't cover their mouths when they cough and i'm not trying to get sick before my shows so um yeah i'm definitely that weird person that everyone's like what are you doing are you sick or what um and then lastly um you touched on it just now but some people still don't know that i produced my own music so i would appreciate if beatmakers stopped sliding in my dms asking if i need beats <laughs> i love that and i, I highly respect it. that you do that i I'm, I'm proud of you for that i love that i love seeing artists making their own music i love it i, yeah, I strongly advocate for that yeah, and I hear you on those beat makers. I mean, I, I've not I made music them. in probably about 10 years, and yeah, I still get them. Hey, your tracks sound great. Let me, let me produce a beat for you. It's like, well, what track? Where did you hear I'm my track? I'm a singer-songwriter. <laughs> I do want to say, though, uh, you and I have a lot in common, because um, when I go to hospitals, actually, to visit other people that are sick, I put on the mask, and then people, like, walk by me and kind of, like, go, like, like walk you know sidestep away from me because they think i'm like really seriously ill and i kind of like yeah that. <laughs> but i'm just here because so i'm a funny. major germaphobe and trying to make because hospitals are like the dirtiest places they really are You're exactly into and people just walk in like it's no big deal yeah, but it's exactly. kind of a big deal yeah they actually like i have kids and they actually say like don't bring your kids to hospital unless they're like really actually ill because they're likely uh... to pick something up while they're there so Anyway, I'm not the only germaphobe here, apparently. <laughs> or I, I, not. I, I'm not, you know, it's not germophobia. I think it's just conscious. You're just conscious of how uh, yeah, germs work. Like <laughs> common airborne. sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a little bi- biology, you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Truly, truly. Well, I'd, I'd like to jump into music. Yes. Um, as much oh, as I love hearing okay. about germs and, <laughs> and everything that's floating around in our world. Right. Right. They're annoyed now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I feel Sketchy. like I need to have another shower. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about your influences because, like I said, I was listening to the Turbulence EP repeatedly today. And I think each time I was listening, I was hearing some, you know, flashes of, of different art. So I, I was hearing some Imogen Heap in your vocals. I was hearing some Prince. I was hearing some Alanis Morissette. And, and can, I, can I just diverse. interject to say, so, as artists, sometimes we hate being compared to other artists. However, those are, those are top-notch artists, so that's, oh, that's yeah. all and compliments. I say, and I wouldn't say they're necessarily the comparisons. It's more like I can hear elements of what they do than yeah. what you do. Um, and they're pretty diverse. I was also hearing some like Pearl Jam and Nirvana kind of stuff going, going on too. Um, and cool. I guess I want to ask, how do you think what you grew up listening to influences the way that you write and perform? Maybe like generally for artists but also specifically for yourself if yeah you know if there's a difference um so i grew up listening to like the first stuff that i really like sat down and studied 
was like a mixture of 80s music like Cinderella and, and Kiss and like a bunch of like those power ballads and Journey and stuff um, and Van Halen and then 2000s stuff like Green Day. So I think that's kind of how I end up oh, yeah. sounding like I listen to stuff in the middle of that because mm-hmm. um, I really like I love pop music. I think 80s music is so timeless. Like you can you can say don't stop believe like it, anyone can sing that song. Um so I I kind of um like that way of like writing hooks, like catchy hooks that are memorable. I'm not uh, afraid of that where I think a lot of people today are. Um and then in terms of like the 2000s stuff like Evanescence and System of Down like the lyrics were so uh, personal and conversational, and uh, and I like that as well. Because like when when I was young, when I was twelve, and just getting into music for me, uh, I liked finding lyrics and songs that I felt like related to me and said something to me. Because you know, like Crazy in Love was playing on the radio, but it didn't really say anything. It didn't really speak to me. You know, I couldn't relate to it. Uh, so yeah. Well, I couldn't relate to you anymore. I feel like we are like so parallel in our journeys too, because those are so many of my favorite artists that you mentioned, you know, and I think I'm going to get this quote totally wrong. Maybe you guys can help me out on this, but the idea like you steal from an artist in like you're a total thief, but you steal from many artists and like you have just created something new. I mean, you know, so I personally absolutely love your voice. When Ross and I discovered you, you. I immediately was like, yeah, we need to have her on the show. Um, your voice is very unique, but powerful. And and uh, even though, like Ross said, there you can hear influences because we're aware of that and we're in the music world, you can hear that. Yeah. Right. In a good way, you can hear influences. You know, I've been told the same. I think any artist is told the same. Um, you definitely have a distinct, very powerful voice. I love it. And I love your sound. Thank so. you. So it's Joy. You also write for other artists. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of interested in how do you approach writing for others differently than writing for yourself? Especially since, you know, you seem to pride yourself on personal lyrics, uh, both in the music that you listen to and your own music. Is there a differentiation? Do you approach things differently or do you just write and then decide this is for me and this is for someone else? Um, The way that it's worked and the way that I really like to do, the reason I even enjoy writing for other artists is because I feel like so many artists have a story to tell, but they don't know how to tell it. And then some you know, writer that wants to make a hit comes along, it's like forces words in their mouths. Um, so my passion in writing is when I get to sit with the artist and talk to them like as a person, because so often artists don't get treated like people, they get treated like the artist. Um, so I, I like to talk to them like a person and say like, you know, what's on your mind? What's on your heart right now? Um, and establish a trust so that you can actually get into personal um, like matters of the heart. And then you know, start singing a melody off of that or start singing some lyrics, jot down some lyrics, like, what do you think of this? And then build a song off of that. So that's how I like to write for other artists. And then, um, of course, the features that I've done have just been me um, writing songs and then forgetting about them. And then someone would go like, oh, by the way, we pitched this to this other person and they're going to hop on it. <laughs> so so yeah, that's how it happens when I do features usually. And then when I write for out of their artists, I'm sitting in the room with them. Do you, obviously like you're in there to write from them. Do you ever kind of like coax them into kind of participating a bit more into the writing as well, even if they're not technically writers or is it more so that you're just like, you're writing for them? I love to have their input. Like mm-hmm. I feel like as much 
of the person of the artist's vocabulary that can be in the song, the more natural it's going to feel. I like and powerful that. it's going to feel when they sing it. We had a we had another uh, songwriter on the show. This is I guess going back a couple of years. <clears throat> she strictly writes for other artists. It's Shelley Pike, and she's written um, "Bitch" for Natalie Bruglia and nice. uh, Super sorry cool. Meredith. Sorry, I love Natalie Bruglia. <laughs> sorry, oh, Meredith Natalie Brooks. Brooks. Bitch yeah. for Meredith Brooks. I always get yeah. the next step. And uh, a bunch of Christina Aguilera songs. And she said the exact same thing you said. She it basically it was the idea that it's for the artist. You know, and I love that you approach it that way. It's it's not like your ego almost needs to leave the room. It's not about you. Oh yeah, I have your I'm, own. Outlet, if I'm in right? a room with an artist, I'm their bitch. Like <laughs> I, I don't. That's so funny. That's what. Like um, that. Oh, it's either Adele or Sia. One of them said the same thing um, when they're collaborating. It's like it's not their song. Like they're right. they're basically to serve the artists that they're yeah you know, that they're working with. So yeah. It's Do you think you would feel you would feel. Uh, you do you think you would feel that way if you didn't have your own outlet for your own music though? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Like even before I was doing the artist thing, um, I, I was like, my role is to serve here because mm. that's I, I I'm kind of a serving person anyway when I'm doing a job. Like I just want to do the best possible job I can, and usually that requires you to be uh, in an attitude of servitude. So I love that. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved um, with Def Jam Records, which I called Jeff Dam Records earlier. <laughs> well, we cut that <laughs> um, out so no your, one knows. <laughs> yeah, no one knows, but then I've just gone and now and they know. it. Now they'll have to and watch our these sides episodes revealed. later yeah. this month to <laughs> hear us screw that up. You're going to totally. release the bloopers <laughs> mm-hmm. for like oh, special yeah, we do. Yeah, we do, uh, we do a monthly show called B-Sides where we kind of throw all that stuff in. So. Oh, awesome. Fun. We quite like to make fun of ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, So in your experience, what do you think are the advantages of having the backing of a label like Def Jam in 2017? Yeah. Um, I I don't think I could do what I'm doing without a major label. I mean, the the first um, record I released, I released Indie. uh, I, I just produced a song and put it on YouTube, and that kind of got me the momentum to get to where I am. But just doing that video alone, like it was a thousand dollar budget. It looked kind of like a thousand dollar budget and getting that money together was like a long process. And then the creative control wasn't what it could be. And the network wasn't what it could be. Um, and it capped at a hundred K and then didn't do anything. And then just by chance, someone found it, you know, a couple of years after, but, um, with Def Jam, they're so, the reason that I signed to them is because they're so, invested in all the artists creative vision they don't uh they don't you know try to force an image on you and change you up and make you into this perfect little pop model they're really uh they make long-term investments which a lot of people don't do so i really appreciate that about Def Jam. especially in 2017 that's something yeah. kind of unheard of the uh artist development kind of kind of concept has kind of gone out the window you know what I mean? And yeah. allowing to actually an artist grow and develop and be themselves. So that that's it's quite, so funny that you say that because um, I was just I was in New York last week and I was talking with Steve Bartles and he was talking about, you know, my job is to make sure that we have time. If you, I was playing in new records and he was like, these are like a, such a progression from your last records and the last songs that I heard. And my job is to make sure we have time for you to develop so that you don't just have one hit song and then die off. You know, you want a 20 year career. 
You were very yeah, lucky so to have them behind fortunate. you for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Troy, are you ready for 20 questions? I'm scared, but I'm ready. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be okay. Coffee or All tea? Right. Co- coffee. Meat <laughs> or veggies? Veggies. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Indie or major? Indie. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. Now you posed this question to your Twitter followers, so I'm now turning this question on you. Cereal or popcorn? Oh, popcorn. Education or experience? (laughs) Experience. Marvel or DC? DC. Technique or emotion? Oh, uh, <laughs> come on now. Uh, 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 Think about uh, some of your uh, favorite artists over the years. Did you say technique? Uh, uh, when you said think of my favorite artist, then I thought of Arca Bjork. So I'm going to switch it. Emotion. I'm thinking of like almost everyone you said, and not, this isn't a dig at them because I absolutely love them. But most of them, it, what I love about them is their emotion. I think that's what most people love. Yeah. Although, I mean, not not to sidetrack here, but Amy Lee's kind of gone at both, doesn't she? <laughs> Yeah. Like down pat, she's got them both. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, emotion, emotion, emotion. Talent or attitude? Talent. Yoga or yogurt? Yoga. Studio or stage? Stage. Green Day or Blink-182? Green Day. Thank you. I didn't need to think about that <laughs> at all. Uh, no. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Superman. The Beatles or the Beach Boys? Oh, that's dirty. The Beatles. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Michael Jackson. Or. Or Michael Bolton. Michael Jackson. Really? You're not, you're not into the Bolt? <laughs> it's, no. It's... <laughs> Matthew, I act surprised that hardly anyone's into the Bolt. I think I'm one of a dying breed of people who, who I'm, love I'm, the Bolt. I'm doing a little bit of, you know, it's a little He's sarcasm. Cool. little sarcasm uh, on my end, you know. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Mm. Whale or kale? Kale. Bette Midler or, because it rhymes, the Riddler? Bette Midler. <sighs> I'm going to take a breath before this one. It makes me nervous. A little bit nervous. Uh, yeah, I think Troy knows what's coming. Does she? Yeah? Well, maybe I she doesn't. Mean. Maybe she didn't make it this far when she was uh, uh, checking out the interviews. So let's, let's go I for didn't. it. Well, okay. we're going to ask you to pick between the left and the right hand of, side of your screen. Uh, Ross or Marcio? <laughs> oh, you said we're dirty. Uh, 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 eeny, meeny, miny, mo, <laughs> catch a tiger by his toe. If he hollers, let him grind you this whole time. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Ross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you won Marcio. my chance, Ross. Whatever. <laughs> No, she worked out in advance, but I know. she made it it's, seem like... I know, right? It, it only works if you have, like, multiple, like, <laughs> like five or something, you won't know where it ends. Okay, so that's okay. I forgive you. We'll, we'll loop back around. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay? I'm fine. I swear, guys, I swear. I'm fine. I swear. I'm fine. I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> Just go hug um, your kids. It'll make everything better. Exactly. I have two they'll, kids they'll who love me, so how about that? Maybe. <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> how about those partner. apples, Ross? <gasps> so, well, they call me Uncle Ross, even though they've never met me. They just know him through a computer screen. It's pretty adorable, though. Wow. Um, Generations. So I want to ask you questions here, Troy. Come on. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I'm too conversational. (laughs) Um, I do want to know, um, as an artist myself who writes only for myself, and I have collaborated with other artists, 
you know, the idea of collaborating with uh, or writing for other artists has started to appeal to me recently. You know, um, so I, I personally want to ask you, you know, for other artists, for artists who want to write for others, what is some actionable advice you can offer that will help um, these artists get their songs in front of the right people? Um, I would say quant- quality over quantity is important. Like when I first got into the game, um, I was writing, I was doing three sessions a day with three different producers. Like, oh, this person worked with Kelly Carson, let me go work with them. And, you know, just kind of like hype machining and doing the speed dating thing. Um, but only once I started establishing relationships with people that I connected with and was able to trust enough to write an important song, um, that's only that's that's when I started getting placements it wasn't the like songs that I thought were like hits that got placed it was the songs that meant something um are you prolific do you write a lot or I know you're saying quality over quantity is that like just the actual produced work or do you write a lot and then kind of pick from that what you're going to actually focus on um I don't write a lot I only Mm. write I used to write a lot a lot and I think that helped me um tone my technique up Mm -hmm. but I don't write a lot now. I just write when I think I have something important to say. I I'm literally could not agree more. I, I used to write so much. Now it's less is less is more. It's kind of like you've honed your 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 technique, like you said. Um, yeah. And the reason I ask you that is because there's a popular opinion out there. You know, write, 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 write. And there's no right or wrong, really. We've had a, another guest on the show recently. Uh, John Wozniak, who actually believes in, um, uh, he's from the the band uh, Marcy Playground, and he he believes in writing a lot like a ton and then yeah. finding your best songs and there's no wrong or right that works for him you know but I, I kind of go the same route as you um when i have something to say that's the time to write you'll say it yeah yeah, yeah. when i have something to say i'll say it Ross says. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. talking about my songwriting <laughs> <laughs> no i'm talking about I'm, I, I'm talking about both but no i i think like that's probably how i would be like because because I, I used to write songs like years and years and years ago um but it's been probably about eight years since I've written something and, and it probably just, I don't really have anything to say. So I think I'm, I'm probably like you guys. Like, I think if I had something to say, I would write about it so I can, I can relate. Even you know what, though, though, I'm not, I don't know if you, you don't know, have anything to say, or maybe you just have out, other outlets. You know what I mean? I mean, even as an artist and, you know, as you expand, cause you know, uh, Troy, you know, directing music videos, that's another artistic outlet. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah, you're able to express really yourself is. in other ways, you know, as artists, the more outlets you have, you know, I've, I've always, I, I've thought it's really silly when some people put down artists to do more than one thing. Um, you just have multiple passions and, you know, I think that you, you can't just find the one outlet to express yourself in, you know, cause some things can't be expressed. Uh, yeah, in agree. all outlets, you know, so maybe you just found a different way, Russ, and maybe it'll come back around maybe. one day, you know. Yep, I'm not going to force it. If mm-hmm. it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to like do whatever it needs to do. But back to um, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, back to Troy. We like to talk about uh, ourselves sometimes <laughs> a lot. Uh, only occasionally. <laughs> well, it's, it's our your show. show. <laughs> it's exactly. our show, damn it. Yeah, We're going to talk about yeah, ourselves sometimes. <laughs> But Troy, um, I'd like to ask you for some advice about uh, for artists who are, you know, interested or are looking for a record or publishing deal. Maybe mm-hmm. they've got a few options on the table. Um, what advice would you give them when it comes to finding or choosing the right deal for them? I know you mentioned that Def Jam, you know, they give you, they sort of see you as a long term investment. Um, right. What What do you think people should be looking out for if they want if they want to make the right decision for them? Right. Um, so first off. Publishing deals can be really helpful because uh, my publishing deal is actually what allowed me to quit my job 
um, while I was looking for a record deal. And I think uh, publishing companies are, they find you quicker than the label finds you. So that's a good intermediary. But I would not recommend signing to a major publishing um, company because I signed to a major publishing company and there's just too many fish in the sea and they have never gotten me a single placement. All the placements I've got were relationships that I built because I had the money to not work and I built my relationships. So they were helpful as a a backer, you know, as a financier, um, but not really as a network. They didn't, I think when I look at my friends who are assigned to independent publishers like uh, a prescription and um, Cobalt and um, what's the other one? I'm forgetting the other like big one in LA that's not a major, but they're in sessions all the time and they're getting placements like after, you know, four or five months. So I recommend going with a smaller company for publishing. And then as far as the label, it depends on what you want. It depends on how much creative control you need and what kind of artist you want to be. Because some artists, you know, it's it's a girl who can kind of sing and dance, but maybe you're a star, maybe you're really charismatic and uh, you you know exactly what you want to do. So then, you know, maybe you want to sign with like an island or um, an interscope. Someone who's got a lot of money is going to throw a big glossy video on you and really push the PR heavy um, from the get-go. So maybe that's your goal. It just depends on what you want. Different labels do different things. I like how you put that. I think uh, I've mentioned this on the show several times. I used to have this idea of a major label being like this evil conglomerate, you know, but it's really, it's what depends on what you want. It really is. Yeah. And there's good and bad people on all levels. You know, I'm sure there's, pe- there's people on the independent level that kind of force you into what you, you, they want you to be, the mold they want you to fit in. And yet you're on a major label yeah. and they're not doing that. So I think that's wonderful. Um, I, quick question for you. So with a publishing deal, you know, first of all, like for anyone who doesn't know the difference between a publishing deal and a record deal, which are very different, could you quickly explain just how they, how different they are? Yeah. Um, a publishing deal is really like when you write a song, uh, you get paid for writing it and the publishing company is the one that makes sure uh, you get paid. So when you sign a publishing deal, they're taking a percentage of those royalties uh, because they're collecting for you. And then now, even they, if that song doesn't get placed, though, are they still paying you just to write? Uh, they they give you an advance, mm. and then you have to recoup that from mm. your royalties. Lastly, you know, looking back on your career so far, you know, is there maybe one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you uh, had started out, or even something you'd like to have, like to say to your younger self? Oh, there's so much. How do I narrow it down? Mm-hmm. Your instinct. Um, Whatever first comes to mind. Yeah, I guess that it's not um, all about me. I guess is the single biggest thing. Um, I my my goal, like if you'd asked me in two thousand twelve or two thousand thirteen, like what's your goal right now, and I'd be like, world domination, take over the world, have the most um, producers signed to me, to sell the most records, um, to, you know, to break to break all the records and like be the best. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing to have as like a portion of what you want to do. Like it's, it's important to be motivated, but, um, now my goal is more, uh, to share and to be generous and to 
spread whatever whatever positive messages get uh, flown into my ear. I want to make sure that I'm saying those to the right people in the right way. So that's my ultimate goal now. Beautiful. Troy, where's the best place for people to find you online? Uh, you can find me on Spotify uh, just by searching my name, Troy Irons, T-R-O-I-I-R-O-N-S. Uh, you can find me on Instagram.com slash Troy Music. Or if you are a Tumblr kind of person, I wrote po- po- I write uh, poetry and sometimes other stuff. So my Tumblr is kind of cool place to get to know me. Um, oh, cool. So Tumblr, uh, sorry, TroyMusic.tumblr.com. Or you could just TroyIrons.com. It goes I'm sure they can, the I'm sure they can find this all on your website though, right? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Really cool. And you can find us as in the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of our shirts while you're there. Yes, and as I mentioned earlier, my brand new Acoustic EP, The Reimagining Volume 1, is now available everywhere. I'm also working on my second solo album, and you can be part of it at marcinavelli.com slash pledge. Uh, So do that, please. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Patreon, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and Facebook Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, as well as Chris Keaton, Joe Centenary, Music Entrepreneur HQ, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links to these companies are in the show notes, so please check them out because they help us do what we do and keep the show alive. They do indeed. And if you want to join that list of awesome, awesome, awesome people, uh, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Like we said earlier, we've updated the rewards, which now include sponsorship at the start of the interviews, as well as an opportunity for you to co-host an episode. And I am both simultaneously very excited and terrified by that prospect. Um, So jump on that one. We also are going to be doing a monthly hangout with our patrons um, and they, you guys can ask us absolutely anything you want, any advice, you're putting out a record and you need some help with it or whatever. Join us in our monthly hangout, but you need to be a patron. Um, you need to be a patron to access that. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes as well, mm-hmm. so you don't miss any episodes. And yeah, please leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Troy, this has been fantastic. Really, um, it's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. I hope uh, I hope everyone has gotten to know you on a bit more of a deeper level. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.